to the show, everybody. We're here watching the Lakers finish off the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. It's looking like they might. Uh, but if you're here for the first time, we talk about the world and ourselves through what is on television. I don't know why. If It might sound a little weird. Fucking why these levels? I thought I had the... There we go. That should sound a little better. Welcome to the show. We talk about the world and ourselves through what is on television. This is the play-in game. I like how they do the, the NBA playoffs like the NCAA tournament now. I think it's really working out for the excitement. All these play-in games are good. Uh, it makes the season a little bit more exciting as far as if they rest guys or not. Seconds off the clock, so 11.3 in overtime. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Why is it? Why is my levels like that? Hang on, check one, two, check, 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 check. Hey, hey, check, hey, check, hey, check, check, check. Hey, hey, hey. Why is it like that? But we'll figure it out. We'll get we'll get used to how the levels are. But how's the chat? Yeah, welcome to the show. How's the, how's your McDonald's in the chat? I know that's that's what we were. Not necessarily waiting for, but I do like to have one audience member. A lot of fun stuff on TV right now, actually. We got some green acres on. Oh, I really hate how that's looking. Does it sound like I'm coming out of one ear? Uh, at all in the chat? Because I, I have uneven levels, and I don't know why. Has started... Everybody looks like Kyrie Irving to me in the NBA. They all got the the religious like beard with the short afro. Fuck! It sounds like I'm. Yeah, it's. God damn it! Hang on, I'm gonna try and fix it. Hey, okay, that should get, that should be better. That should be better. I'm going to have to adjust it probably as the show goes on, but that should at least correct it slightly. Slight corrections. Alexander Walker, who had just checked in, and Schroeder will be at the strike. Little tiny motherfucker right there. Lakers are 19 to 20. Minnesota is 14 to 15. Banging down those free throws. We're in the foul free throw portion of the game. LeBron's beard really did come to fruition late. Like when it when it first came, it was too scraggly. It he definitely can't connect the mustache. He got rid of the mustache element very quickly. Edwards, Anderson, Towns, and Torian Prince for Minnesota. Eight point four, another free throw. Schroeder. We'll go to Sports Center after this and see how Van Pelt emotes about this game. That's when you know how much money he put on the game. Now both teams are out of timeouts. Reggie, the man dash the Lakers had to make. Remember at the trade deadline in uh, early February, they were 25 and 30. And Rob Polinka added from late January that doesn't sound like a gm name when they said rod palenka i'm like a lebron is running this team ain't no way he's gonna let a, a white man named rod palenka it sounds like the man who who sets up the polish 
family reunion. Doing as good a job as any GM at the break. And look, you know you're always going to be on the hot seat. That's Rob Polinka's background. Besides sausage and kraut. Not the bad kraut. Not like World War II kraut. And it paid off, right? And these guys down the stretch, 16 and 7. And tonight, being down by as many as they were, fighting their way back, their defense... It stood the test of time, even though D'Angelo Russell has not had the, the type of game that we're used to seeing. The Lakers here with a chance to secure that seventh spot, Kevin. Anderson. That still sounds weird because I'm so used to eight teams making the playoffs in all sports. Also, let me know in the chat if and when my volume goes back and forth because it usually self-corrects when it's wrong, but I should notice as well. One oh seven, one oh two, kind of running away with it. I mean, there's we're in the statistical chance that they could do it, but probably not. Over the last quarter of the Still following them. Anthony Davis blew it. They, they could have walked away with this one in regulation, but Anthony Davis touched him, just touched him. It's almost impressive that like you either miss him or you hack him, but he hit him like. He slowed down in midair. It was like it was a special move in Smash Brothers where you barely touch him, but you cause damage. Let's get into this fucking Polak Polinka here. What do we got? Where did he come from? So he's been with the Lakers, it looks like. He's all purple. You've got to kind of let this go. From Lake Forest, Illinois, where the Bears used to practice, went to Michigan. 88 to 93, it looks like he was a part of the timeout. Chris Weber, Michigan Wolverines. With the loose ball, and Anderson's got it. And Edwards, through tonight's struggle, 3 of 16 and 3 of 17. Ooh, he was an agent. Eh, I don't know. Agents are getting into the front office game. I don't know how I feel about that. They do know player talent, but they'd probably be good at contracts, the contract aspect of the game. It looked like he was about to make out with them right there. Another play-in game Friday at Target. Oh, so there's two play-in games. Okay, that's interesting. So it's kind of a little knockout sub-tournament. The NBA is like NASCAR to me with how often they change the playoffs and the play-ins to make it more exciting. I never thought the NBA playoffs weren't exciting. I just thought the games at the end were too long. What is it about this pressure moment that you love and that you can't get enough in, that you thrive in? Uh, listen, uh, listen, this is what the uh, walk sport is all about. thought he was going to go with the good Lord. Anytime he says this is the, you, you always assume they're going to go with the Lord. All year, and, uh, especially since the break, we've had some, uh, play some really good basketball. And that's a really good old, uh, that's a good ass team over there in Minnesota, no matter who they had in the lineup. Since we have Dennis right here, so seven seconds on the clock, I'm seeing it in slow motion, you're driving to the basket. You could have went up for it. You decided to kick it out. Explain the thought process. I've been playing a game like that since... Uh, so I yeah, I think that's why how he got into it. When they when the whole Magic Johnson thing happened, Palinka took over and he was like Kobe's agent or one of the agents. Because Mitch Kupchak was before, and that sounds like a good old white guy basketball name, like fucking Jerry Krause. He does want to play with his son, like Rey Mysterio. He wants to have that WrestleMania match with little Bronny Bron. Bron makes LeBron James's son, outside of being a James. His NIL deal, let's look that up. 
What is Bronny's NIL deal? I know fucking the little the little drunk Manning is up there too. The two free throws to go at five make this a two possession game. What was going through your mind then? I mean, I had a. Uh, I mean, just step up, you know. Um, don't be afraid of the moment. I mean, it's playoffs time, you know, and um, I'm just ready. We ready. I love the African accent. Thanks, Dennis. Thank you. Great job, Allie. What a my grandpa would blow his mind would be blown by seeing a black guy with the last name Schroeder. He is 18. Okay, so here's the NIL rankings. So Bronny James is making 7.2 million dollars in NIL. That's not coming from LeBron James. I wonder if LeBron James makes him put that in a giant piggy bank like uh like Squid Games. Then he has his friends over and they have death-defying fucking nitro circus like cavalcades for the money. Arch Manning making 3.8, Livy Dunn. I think she's a gymnast making 3.5 million. Mikey Williams, 3.3 million. I don't know who Mikey Williams is. Caleb Williams, my guy, 2.6 million. He's modest. He can get more. Mark my words, Caleb Williams is going to torch college football next year. He was he was talking to a... Ooh, I did a little bit of uh, Eeyore on my, on my ass. So apparently Caleb Williams was talking to a reporter in Los Angeles and because uh, he has his Heisman Trophy on his table where he eats breakfast every morning. He was like, oh, you still got the Heisman on your table? And he goes, yep, about to have two this year. So he's calling his shot kind of on the record, off the record, but you don't hear that. Are we lopsided again? Let me look. I think it might have corrected itself. I think it did. Oh, no. Fucking A. Jesus Christ. I really got to tilt that fucker. All right, there it is. All right, let's go to Van Pelt. Do we have a Sports Center live? You're coming into that last fight. The level of is MMA ruining it here? Check one, two, mother fucker. Check, check, check. Okay. It's correct, and it's bouncing around. I apologize. The sound might be going back and forth. Yeah, I don't know. I think Trevor Lawrence caught the end of the NIL. But I think for Edison, <clears throat> the reason he was able to fight in the way that he did. The Do we have no Van Pelt? Oh, this fucking sound. There's Sports Center. These game is tied. Why is it so uneven? Why is it so uneven? Dive for the ball. You'll forgive me. I was on TV at the time. That's a foul. Looks I don't like know. A ball to me. 50-50 ball. They call the foul. I'm going to try and deal with it as we record, but it is annoying the ever-loving shit out of me. But then the Timberwolves turn it right back over. Anderson <clears throat> loses control of the ball. It's over and back. Sounds like he's got the tone Under of that. He put he put go. the money on the Lakers. He did Lakers the smart a thing. to win it. It's on you. What do you want to do? LeBron. 
So often he'll drive, draw, and dish. It's just what he does. A wide open look for the win. I mean, I hope it's just not that annoying. I mean, it looks like it's bouncing around. I thought I made it better when I took off one of the compressors, but it's just fucking wiling the fuck out over here. Bench can only stand and watch. But again, 1.4. It's enough time to draw up this play. Great look in the corner to Conley. Three off the top of the board. Does it take it away from... Oh, it looks like it's a little better right now. But does it take away, like, the quality of, of the show or no? Okay, so it's not annoying. Good. Come on. That's the hard one. That was short and it goes in. Kyrie Irving Jr. taking a shot. He played for the Minnesota Timberwolves, right? Or am I confusing him with my guy fucking Jimmy Buckets? To send this game into overtime. And he does. 98. It'd be funny if Scott Van Pelt was sitting there with a little fucking with gauze on his hands because he got fucking blasted. He got blasted for making the wrong calls. There's, there's playoff basketball, Steve. There's not a lot of adding. And then there's, there's just bad basketball. Yeah. Right. So, we got so let's start at two and go down. Why don't we cover a little bit of TV league and news now that the, the exciting game is over. Let's get into a, to, to a little segment here. So, uh, as we watch FBI, what is this, Most Wanted International? What are we at? FBI Most Wanted. The team jumps into action and find two missing co-eds. Uh, after their roommate, Carly Cassidy's older brother, is involved in a homicide that took place in their dorm room. Hannah becomes distracted. Okay. We got deep level fucking plans happening here. Speaker, stay calm. Now ask her where she is. Try to get a precise location. Okay. Bethy, oh my God. Are you okay? Mom, I'm scared. It's okay, baby. Where are you? Is that okay? This is like the beginning of Batman Forever. So we had top scores. I'm actually caught up on TV League. So here we go with some top scorers. Uh, Last of Us scored 242 points along with Yellowstone scoring two. Uh, what is it? 129 points. I almost said 292 because I'm fucking dyslexic. Flip this over. We'll look at some TV League standings while I do this here. What's he going to do to her? So Yellowstone remains atop the heap at number one, almost getting to the 2,000 point deficit range. It's essentially running away with it. I mean, we got about, I think, 12-ish weeks left of the TV League. Grey's Anatomy sneaking up to number two, 2,582 points. It took a win. Our winners were The Night Agent, which is an, a Netflix show. We'll get into that in a little bit. The Last of Us, four victories. Uh, that's a lot of points. Mandalorian, The Power which is a new uh, Amazon show based on a book about, uh, oh, what's it about? It's about women develop superpowers and they fucking electrocute men's balls. It's kind of like the hand superhero handmaid's tale. Um, what else here? South Park, Yellow Jackets, Yellowstone, The Office, Grey's Anatomy, Judy Justice, a couple of foreign shows, Amor Pefrito. Uh, Succession, which everybody's raving about this week. Um, Last of Us, just an impressive rise. Number six in the TV League, 1,912 points. And like I said a, a couple weeks ago, this is impressive 
because it doesn't have the catalog to build that kind of score. You know, Yellowstone is on its seventh season. Grey's Anatomy has 497 episodes. Game of Thrones has at least 100. House of the Dragon equally is impressive. A um, little bit more money behind it. I feel like The Last of Us kind of caught some people by surprise, at least in the overall zitgeist of the whole thing. But off of nine episodes, The Last of Us crept up into the number six spot, almost got 2,000 points. So House of the Dragon and Last of Us, I would say, off sheer lack of library, would be your MVPs of the season. Um, yeah, The Last of Us was great. Great. They did a good job of adding to characters that were small parts of the game. Like, uh, old boy fucking... Nick Offerman, the beard guy, making him all gay. All of the gay episodes were like two-hour movies. You know they were setting those up for fucking award season with the length right off the bat. So yeah, your top ten, Yellowstone, Grey's Anatomy... Are you ready to own Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon. I, didn't, I watched Todd Massey play the games. Uh, I did not play the games. I might get back in there and rip them. That's the good thing about when these shows come out. They'll fucking be selling these games for $7.99 for both of them. Ooh, look at that. She's loving it. I don't hear her screaming. I have trained you well. A little Texas Chainsaw Massacre should happen. A little bit of Nixium. Treat me like that girl from Smallville. Catch me up. Grid search is the bus. Catch no me outside. Or the Toyota, the hand up on Colin Cassidy's phone. If she contacts the brother or the roommate, we will know. What did you get from the parole officer? That Patrick was lying about his place of residence, paying off the halfway house, always had a problem with authority, never been able to keep a steady job on the outside, and this phony managed to take enough classes in prison to get his BA in philosophy. Ooh, like look BS, at that guy. Carly's I always know him as the dude who played the one-eyed club owner in Party Monster. He was also in, wasn't he? He was in one of the legal, Boston legal, one of the legals. Philadelphia legal, The Hammer, one of those early 2000s fucking court shows. So I can kind of see why she might be attracted to Patrick. Got Melody Kamali over why, here. Maybe she wants to be with him. But why take Bethany? She didn't want to go, and she's a liability. Right, she's a different story. Privileged upbringing, dad's controlling, but in more of a gilded cage sort of way. Seems to have a very specific idea of the image that has perfect... Love inevitably. Woo, this is fucking novella territory for sure. Look at that frame. Muchas gracias. Venga, nos vemos. After receiving an eviction notice, see? Simple, simple plots here. They never got, this is when you know they're not too, yes, season, episode, they don't even know what episode, season one, episode, whatever. Look at that dash. It's been lost in a, in a war. They don't know. Ooh, it just got goofy. Come to my party, bro. We shoot shit in the air. After receiving an eviction notice, Candela makes a decision to lock herself up with her family in a dance academy. That sounds so insane, but then ends not insane. 
Ciao, bro. <laughs> Man, I thought I was being racist. The first thing I hear is bro. Bello. Molto bello. Bellissimo. Some weakest link reboot shit happening here. Well, that brings this didn't have the power. See, I, either the British girl died. But one team does not. I mean, you kind of hit the old British girl, but she doesn't want to be mean because Jane Lynch is known to be like an actual mean person in Hollywood. So she doesn't want to go full Ellen, but she could. It's been a rough start for our team of twins, but don't put the blame on Nicole and Lauren. For the second round in a row. We'll see where this adds up here. This is a little late on in the night. I mean, we're on the West Coast side, but we'll see where Weakest Link ranked. It rarely score, scores points in the league. The voting is complete. Well, it's time to reveal who the team thinks is the weakest link. She tries to throw a little bit of the, the flair into it, but nobody remembers. I feel like people just think this is a new show. Ooh, this is freaking me out. If you're on a good enough amount of drugs, this could throw you off. Ooh, representation. Gerdzin and Gina. Jessica and Nina. Jessica and Nina. Jessica and Nina. Got the two fluffies on there. Two fucking Gabriel Iglesias is playing this game. Ty, Gerdzin and Gina, and Jessica and Nina each received three votes. Anthony and Julian, tell me about what you do. We hustle. We're from New York City. We are artists. We make music. We're we hustle and flow, bitch. Group, and we work bar mitzvahs on the weekends. What a life. So why Gerdson and Gina? Because, man, they're burning time. And in New York, when you're burning time, you're burning money. Whoa. Burning Ooh, whoa. Yeah. Other winners before we seal this off here. Jafar El Oamda. A lot of Arabic television because we fucking... I think there's this thing called El Shaddad. El Shahad. They got their own operation going on over there. The Saudis got their... Everybody's getting into this. You've noticed... I've noticed with this, like, slowly, each country and region, Spain has Globo play now. The Arabic world has that El Shahad or El Shaddad, whatever it is. Uh, other regions of the world will fucking work their Hulu to have certain HBO shows and stuff. They share their rights. So it's interesting to see how the world is kind of into the streaming game. The globalists are taking over your Netflix. Well, when we have a tie, we leave it up to the strongest link to cast the deciding vote. And in this round, the strongest link was Nicole and Lauren. <laughs> now you voted for Jessica and Nina, or you can switch your vote to girls. Oh, those jean jacket girls are probably getting on James' last nerve. Go take a smoke break, Daddy. To the weakest link. What are the comedy classics? This is when they're just throwing you some... This is when they want to disguise a Three Stooges on you. They'll just throw comedy classics. I enjoy a Stooge. The other day they threw me fucking... They threw the, the little rascals at me. Which unless you're giving me 1994's classic featuring Donald Trump and Whoopi Goldberg. I don't want a part of it. And here's the coolest thing about Nuzzle. It's made from the same phase change fabric NASA uses in real spacesuits to regulate an astronaut's temperature. When you get hot, Nuzzle automatically responds by cooling itself off. 
so you're always at the optimal temperature. <clears throat> oh, I know Jay got to the finals. He talks about it all the time. It's a credit now. That's the thing about living out here. It becomes a credit and it becomes a part of your life. That's going to be on his goddamn gravestone. Percent discount. That's just $29.99. Plus, see now I'm firing up a little bit on the right side here. Can I bring it back a little bit? Look at that. It looks like I could I could be a slightly normal now. All right. We're leaving it normal. However it goes, it goes. Yourself. Take a look in the mirror. If you're tired of take a look at the big got a Danny Callis character. Will Trent, another OCD detective. OCD really alive in the in the television game. And even though he was very brutal. Although Psyche, it makes Psych ahead of its time. We all loved Psych. Check. Hey. Tallest mountain. And he used his voice to screech as loudly as he could. Is that Will Trent's little puppy? That's another thing they're getting on too. Since John Wick, all these characters have like their little dog. And their little dog too. They told him what a cool motorcycle he had. They were happy. The end. That's a good story. Thank you. He's got, a, he looks like Brent Weinbach, but does not speak like Brent Weinbach. He looks like he should speak. He looks down at you as he speaks, but he's got a little confidence. He's like germ OCD. He's like Nicolas Cage's character in fucking uh, Matchstick Men. And I was even younger than you. Will she come back? Of course she did. And she had the best hugs, too. What was her name? You know, I've been doing an awful lot of talking. It's your turn now, sweetie. Is he Southern all of a sudden? Has he been Southern the whole time we've been listening to him? Kind of. Now let me tell you, here's something there, there, there little boy. What's yours? Theo. Theo Davis. How do you not know his name? You've been sitting, he's literally in his pajamas two feet from you. You gotta get, you gotta clear this first, Will Trent. Consent. Name. It's a whole list. Detective Angie Pulaski, please leave me a message or text me. Ooh. Pulaski, Palenka, what is she a um, GM for the Lakers? Hey, I haven't heard from you. Um, I don't know if you were. I don't know. Planning to come well, OCD tonight, people but, uh, date. I'm figuring it out. I have a visitor, a kid. We uh, just found out who he is. Um, his dad's in prison. Mom's MIA, and the rest of his family was killed. He's staying here. I'm performing like I'm on Broadway here, like this is a Tennessee Williams play. This is not how I expected this character to go. Um, He's got a murderous clean, a murderously clean hairline. Give me a call. I mean, obviously, we're in the 10th episode. Something happened within these nine episodes to make Will Trent so heavy hearted about whoever he's calling. Ramon Rodriguez. So he's Ramon Rodriguez. He's Southern. He looks like Brent Weinbach. What is going on here?
A little bit of new heart. What do we got? George's only living relative, a distant cousin, arrives for a visit. Distant cousins were always a reason to get Jonathan Winters or fucking Bob Hope on a show. <laughs> or in the 80s and 70s, this is when Robin Williams would come hit hard at you. No wonder Miss Stephanie ran screaming from the room. That's old boy from Deadwood, the mayor. Girl, make a note. Soon as the river thaws, it's bath time. He always plays this guy. I, I wear a different kind of dress, but I kind of play this character in every show. Timid Southern guy. But I'm sure he was a great, 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 great guy. <laughs> so in his honor, I'd like to dedicate this bust. <laughs> so I do. <laughs> A little bit of KCAL 9 news. What do we got going on CBS here? Los Angeles, tonight at 11. How does Pancan fight? Ooh, Cabo. Novella. I kissed that. Look at that. Telenovelas and Hallmark movies are the only two things where you can turn it on, and it's a crapshoot of whether this is a commercial or is this, like, legit. So there's a dispute. Uh, I'm going to try and... Vanessa is dispute. Oh, hell yeah, you're back. Did you pre-roll it up? Will we do an edible? Did you snort cocaine, heroin pills? What do we got? Indica? Ooh, a little bit of Seinfeld on Fox Plus. This used to be K.DOC. Yeah, you're back. Okay. Try the heavenly flavor of new mac and cheese at Wienerschnitzel. Speaking of that, well, we get some commercial news on here. Taylor and Joe split. It's a, that's what being out in L.A. makes me aware to or aware of is because we're like the epicenter of topics, I guess. I mean, Europe really is, but because they're, you know, they're in the future. But like out here is someone who's in comedy. Like you're always like now, now all the comedians are doing their Taylor is gay bits and all that stuff. Oh, you're just smoking cigs. You should fire up a vape. Uh, for people listening post, uh, post live, I'm talking to the chat. This is why you got to watch live. You join the chat. You join James. You'll chat it up. You'll conversate. So we had a UFC event. Taylor Swift is single. She's looking like Misty from Yellow Jackets out here in New York for her friend's birthday. Uh, you know you're famous when your boyfriend has a team. Because I don't think this guy was like a celebrity or involved in any sort of show business. And they're talking about his team leaking the breakup. Like he developed a team. That's when you know you're hot shit. If my friends ever become a team, Larry did something good in life. <clears throat> You're not just my boy anymore. You're on my team, dog. You're going down with me. Uh, did, it, did you watch the, anybody in the chat watch the Molly Shannon SNL? As always, I think people were expecting some sort of like dust off the hits. You get on a gas tire, do the NPR fucking sweaty balls thing. Uh, but it seemed like it lacked a little luster. Let's go online and see if we can find any any Molly Shannon SNL stuff. Let's see here. Oh yeah, the Jonas Brothers were on too. Did Sally O'Malley come back? Okay, obviously Sally O'Malley. 
I know you. I know why people pick that one too because ageism is all the rage. Here, let's fucking let's fucking fire this off over here. Turn that up. Watch a little bit of Sally O'Malley with the Joe Bros. Ever since it got noticed that Bo and Yang wasn't getting any time, because he's the one that they fired Shane Gillis over, because he's a Jean. And ever since it got noticed that they weren't using him, they used the fuck out of him now. Okay, okay, Keenan Thompson, the new Daryl Hammond, as far as being on that show for goddamn ever. Oh, hey, what's up? Russ? Well, as the Jonas Brothers manager, part of my job is to deliver bad news. The boys want to hire a new career. I mean, it's a legacy show. It's, it's not, nothing wrong. to. I mean, you can be a big fan of it, but then also admit, like, yeah, it's bad right now. And I told them to go up and down with a finger shimmy. <laughs> be that as it may, the boys feel that they're not a It's also, I feel like they have this, like, tired kind of family guy thing where, like, all their characters are super act-outy and over the top. Like, you could just write the show good. Like, that's why Mr. Show was good, is, like, the sketches were funny, but the people in them were never, like, exactly over the top. Like, it would just, like, Sally O'Malley wouldn't be kicking around. Also, it was funny 20 years ago because she clearly looked 34, but now she actually is, like, 50, so it's not... She is Sally O'Malley. Well, I'm 50 years old. Not one of those gals who's afraid to tell her real age. And I like to kick. And kick. She can't even get that leg up that high. In 2003, she got that leg up past the forehead. 50 years. She can't even get it past the wig now. Visiting their grandmother, and she took them to her senior center's production of Annie. And Sally here was starring. And she rocked their world. And they don't want to fire anybody. They were just hoping that, you know, you could let Sally add a little something. Okay, Sally, what little something do you think you could add? Try five decades Sally. of dirty days. Nothing like a good gay voice. I got half a century of sizzling, my lady schnizzle. Hiking it up, my ma wears her shit like that. We were making fun of my mom one day and she really got upset. Making fun of someone for mom gene in it. I mean, not so much anymore. These young alts and art teachers love hiking up their jeans past the belly button. Makes their belly look like their waist. Gives them an excuse. I would never have to see what I just saw. <laughs> and Russell, are you sure she's 50? Honey, I've been 50 since before you was, was born. Book them, Dana. Can you please just give it a try? The boys feel that Sally represents who they are now. Do they? Then tell us who you are, Sally. Listen, I'm a choo-choo Charlie and a <laughs> class act. Hey, Russell, I love you. I just think the joke... Let's see if we can find the monologue, too. I always get interested in what the, the alums do for their monologue because they are, they're, like, not stand-ups. So usually the monologue is usually some sort of, like, uh, medley of characters. We came by because we had a feeling they may not understand your new concept. So I wanted to show them. And they haven't aged at all. <laughs> Fucking just this looking the same, all married to celebrities that are famous, more famous than them. 
Like, bitch, I'm married to Jean Grey, son. A little quick improv because she immediately knew that this is not funny. So she went and gave him wedgies, improv wedgies. They don't teach you that until improv four. A couple of those Jonas brothers afraid to fully unlock their full Jonas to go f full Super Saiyan. We're going to put the boys on stage in packed stadiums around the world and they're going to kick stretch <laughs> and jump. wonder how old the Jonas Brothers were when this character was in. I wonder if they had to watch it or if they know it. They really are still Disney boys. They're still the Naked Brothers band, even though they're not the Naked Brothers band. But I associate them with that era of like brothers that had television shows on Netflix or Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Nick, 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 Nick. Jonas Brothers. So yeah, that was... Let's see if we can get this monologue here. No. They're going to make you go to whatever it's on. I think it's on the Pacock. Uh-uh-uh. Yeah, he is. It seems like he. Even when they hired him, like I'm not saying I'm in the biz in any way, but. Like it, it does seem like I don't want to say it's like a diversity hire. Uh, but yeah, I thought he would work his way into the show a little better. Usually people find what they're good at, even if they weren't necessarily hired for a specific thing. Like he's just. A utility player. Here we go. Ooh, did Molly Carney come out? I think I know her. I think I know her. Ladies and gentlemen, Molly Shannon. He is fine, but Shane Gillis would have been better, even though he's racist. Going full stiletto. Maybe she needed to counteract how 50 she needed to look for the character. But I feel like she's way over the top dressed for this. I mean, SNL ain't the Oscars anymore. Hosting SNL used to be big. I feel like it's not so much anymore. Yeah, Kyle Mooney was funny. The old people that left. I feel like there's a reason when you lose a good chunk of like main cast like that. Like there's, there's some AEW shit going on backstage. I've had such a fun year. My daughter Stella started college. I think, is Michael Shea still on the show? I like him. I wrote a book about my life called Hello Molly. Yeah! And you know, it's interesting because a lot of people were surprised by how honest I was about some of the hard times my family had. I mean... She's got prosthetic neck. When you get a certain age, sometimes you get prosthetic neck where it looks like they put a patch on it or unless she's going to get her throat joke slit. Could be, could be doing a classic death cavalcade. You know, Molly, no matter what problems you face, if you keep a positive attitude, everything will turn out okay. I can almost hear him now saying, you'll be swell, you'll be great, gonna have the whole world. We're gonna do a song. 
singing it like this during the Cubs game. They had some Broadway fuckers on and they were like, it's a one, two, three strikes you're out at the ball game. You got nothing to hit. But yeah, when you don't got like this, oh yeah, see that's Molly Carney. I, know exactly I started doing stand up with her. I was established in the scene when she came along. Very funny. Future prosthetic neck herself. Can I stay out here? Probably a comedic interaction of comedic version of what their interaction really was backstage. I don't know who ya kid. Kiss my stiletto. Right in her butthole, like a butt plug. Keenan, what about you? What's your problem? I can't stop buying fake Rolexes. <laughs> I want, desperately want to leave this show, but everything I do as a leading man fails, so I need this paycheck. That's really what he wants to say. I pretend to have a peanut allergy for attention. That's when you know they really don't pay people of color as much as fucking white people, because Keenan can't leave this show. He's been on it for, like any white person that was been on saturday night live as long as he has can probably sail off into the sunset like daryl hammond ain't done shit except for like talk about how he was on smack the whole time he was on saturday night live so he's laying on some type of money so if keenan don't got that money and he's got the same distance as fucking daryl hammond they're definitely underpaying that man because of the old skin color the old that's what they think of you keenan You know why? Because you'll be swell. You'll be great. Man, that makes me feel old that he's still like, I remember when he got on in 2003 and it was almost like a comeback for him. He didn't go right from all that to fucking Saturn at SNL. Or maybe he was just that young. On all that, he always seemed like he was 34 years old. Look at pulling out Marty. Yeah, this has everything that usually goes into a alum monologue. A bit, some sort of long-form bit to cover for lack of material, a cameo or two. This did all of them. Do the Jonas Brothers have a new album, or are they like... They got, they got new material? Hell yeah. Well, that was Molly Shannon on a Saturday Night Live. How did we like that? Go back to the regular TV here. Do it on my phone. We got no actual remote for the TV. It's hell. You'd think it's like, oh, the future. You don't even need a remote. You need a goddamn remote. It's the, just the instinct. You go for it. I'm sick and tired of having to open the Roku app. I'm kidding. I'm just, I'm, it's not a serious. I'm being funny here. Kind of threw me off. <laughs> I just got scolded for making a joke. All right, let's get back into the mix with a little channel surfing. The two of you didn't sit with him on purpose. I'm going to say the N word, Jerry. 
ticket. Yeah, I was in here this morning and uh, I believe I paid you with a $20 bill, but you only gave me change for a bit. I don't think so. Oh. I can prove it. But they are always the same 20 fucking episodes of Seinfeld. Yeah, they don't rotate the classics enough like they should. Like there's a there's a full breadth of <laughs> ones that they could, but I think they just play the hits. They play the high rated ones. Because they want people that are channel surfing to like, oh, I know this one. Like that makes me want to change it. It's like, oh, I've seen this one already. Goodbye. I know I gave it to you. George, would you mind? I'm kind of in a hurry. So I had a situation like this at work. There was a lady came in. They ordered, they ordered their food and then they ordered two beers. They ordered a, a bottle, a red trolley bottle and an IPA. And then I slide the IPA, fucking love Lloyd Braun. I slide the IPA, the husband takes it, and I add it to their tab. So he walks away to their table. And then when she, when she gets done, she's like, no, where's the other beer? And I'm like, your husband took it. And she goes, no, he didn't. And I'm like, yeah, he did. And then it started getting to the point where I'm like me correcting her. I'm starting to sound rude. So I was just like, whatever. And, I, and then the husband came back in because he had to pay for something else. And I was like, I'm just letting you know your wife took two beers. I was like, and she yelled at me for correcting her. And he just goes, oh, my wife, my wife. He gave the fucking, he gave a full on Borat reply. So this bitch stole a beer. They took their food where they weren't supposed to go. Turkish people just go where they want to go. Yeah, you uh, really missed a show, buddy. What season is this? is season seven. This is like, I think, the first post-Larry David one. Larry David walks off the show, I think, after seven. Probably wondering why I wanted to see you again. Well, you know. Oh, is this the one where he just walks up and says, Hi, I'm George, and I live with my parents. Would you like to go on a date with me? And it works. Because since my father's break, I'd love to kick him out. If I owned a restaurant, it would be great because like the food would be good, but that would be like it would almost be like Ed DeBevix in Chicago. Where like you you're allowed to not necessarily be rude, but whatever your emotion is that day, you can just do it. Knock yourself out. Taking pleasure in the misfortunes of others. All my friends do that. George, I'm only trying to help. I'm I'm concerned. George. Ooh, after Auschwitz. I mean, hopefully there was nothing after Auschwitz. Didn't they all just join NASA? And Rabbi explained to Hoping to find a sense of normalcy, six female Holocaust survivors emigrate to America, get married and raise children. What happened to the male Holocaust survivors? One of the Jewish cemeteries and a Jewish temple was... I mean, really, I mean, you got to give these people a voice, but how many different, like, I hid under the floor stories. I hid under the floor, we had to be very quiet. You know, it's pretty much everything is the opening to uh, the Quentin Tarantino movie. He covered it. Witnesses, and we have the mantra of telling... I was with mine Kim sisters. And we don't Ooh, Hogan's hero. Speaking of Nazis. It's so funny that she's talking about the horrors of World War II, and then I just flipped to a show where like they're bumbling Nazis. Sergeant Schultz, Hogan's unwitting courier, is ordered to be transferred. So Sergeant Schultz is the big fat dumb Nazi. My uncle calls me Schultz based on it. How do you do? 
My mental health was much better, but I struggled Ooh. with uncontrollable moments called TD. Start of this old YouTube, YouTube premium went through. Mental health meds. And it's unlikely to improve without treatment. I felt like my movements were in the spotlight. Ingreza is a prescription medicine to treat adults. And what? To reduce TD, that's number one prescribed. People taking Ingreza can stay on their current dose of most mental health meds. They do that opposite episode title shit a lot on Seinfeld. Uh, like it'll be like the wallet is not the episode. Like the wallet is the name of the episode, but the actual episode about him losing the wallet is the watch. Like the watch and the wallet are back to back and then they flip. Like the wallet's about the watch and the watch is about the wallet. Your doctor. It's insane. Once daily, Ingreza. Learn how you can pay as little as zero dollars at Ingreza.com. Wanna wait for these fucking You're fucking this Nazi comedy to start. What's a man gotta do? We'll kick into a little bit of news. It looks like Kim Kardashian is gonna be on American Horror Story. That should be fun. I mean, at that sh at, at that this point, that show itself is a celebrity. Um, ooh, it's really fucking. I feel like the the more I fuck like scream, it gets more uneven. Oh, this is the downside of monitoring your audio yourself. If I had a, a lackey, he could just worry about this for me. Just give me thumbs up nervously. But instead, I'm the audio technician nervously giving myself a thumbs up through a booth in my head, and I still have to host the show. Before your car breaks down with one simple phone call to CarShield. CarShield slipping down. You had Ric Flair and fucking Kenny Mayne fucking advertising for you, and now you got nothing. A minor repair could be a large expense. CarShield administrators saved me 4900 so I say that. Oh, yeah. Talking to the chat here for people listening or just catching post live. Uh, I did see NFL Sunday ticket is going to be on YouTube premium. 349 billion. It was billion, right? Fucking Google making money. That's the annoying part. Like you clearly have the revenue. That's when you know that they don't have to throw as many ads as you do as they do. But maybe it's all like a debt purchase. Like Peacock bought WWE Network and it is not working out financially for them. And then WWE sells to Endeavor and doubles its worth and Peacock's just standing here be like, we had negative subscribers this month. This purchase literally did not work out for us. So we'll see. I mean, it might drive people to at least the NFL Sunday ticket, but I don't know if people are going to be getting YouTube TV because we looked into it. We were complaining about the price of our cable and then we called them and they did that classic cable thing where you complain and they knock your bill down. They knocked it down by 60 bucks, but even before they knocked it down, uh, they, uh, but it was like the same as YouTube. yeah, it would have been the same. Like people don't realize that. Like, I think people forget that their cable bills are usually rolled into like internet and phone. So like, yeah, our f overall cable bill is like whatever hundreds per month, but only like. 65 of that is for cable and that's exactly what youtube tv is so even if you look into it like you think you're saving and then you buy youtube tv and then with tax you're like oh this is actually 80 dollars per month like you could end up paying just as month just as month jesus christ oh the baseline package for nfl tv is going to be 349 dollars. holy shit jesus yeah that's going to be some rich person shit i mean i don't know how much it was on direct tv but I don't know if it was that much. 
I'm still that at least that's a confirmation that I am still illegally streaming the NFL. All right, let's go on to some Hogan heroes here. No. Speaking of Hogan's heroes and Nazis, this is in dedication to Clarence Thomas here, I guess. I guess so. Embezzling money and having Nazi memorabilia. I mean, he's hitting the one, two white person owning a fucking head of a company. What is that? An event calendar? If you had an, a racist event calendar, that's two of the items that are obviously in that calendar. Need information on Major Kegel, Gestapo. Major Kegel. It's when someone tightens their pussy on your crank. Because Bob Crane was like a big pervert. Which was, being a pervert was like, almost like being racist in the 1960s. Tonight, it's going to break her heart. C'est la guerre. It wouldn't be so bad. Direct TV deal is only two billion with YouTube. Yeah, that's crazy. How do you like that? So we'll see how that plays out. There will be the initial, where do I find the NFL games? I mean, it's going to be hard for old people to accept this. Even though cable itself is not uncomplicated, like finding the guy, you just get into a nice little routine. My dad doesn't know how to text people, but he still knows how to work remotes. Yeah, he's starting to lose that, but I mean, he did have a drug-induced stroke, so let's be nice. Let's be nice to my father. I have to, I, I, I'm mean to him when I go visit him because he, he frustrates me. Oh no, you see there's Schultz. You see that big fat Nazi right there that my uncle jokingly calls me him. That's when you know it was loose times. You're like, oh, I lovingly call my nephew that dumb Nazi from Hogan's Heroes. I mean, it really was a sick formula. Dumb Nazis, you outsmart them. Oh, I know. Change the camera. And Schultz is always talking about believe black market operation. Storeroom back of bars loaded with boxes and merchandise kept locked at all times. A black market operation? Scratch a Gestapo man, you find a crook. Where's Schultz fitting all this, Colonel? He walked into Herman's office unexpectedly, remember? And money was being counted. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that really uh, is when you see like the difference in popularity between American football and soccer. Because like two billion is a lot, but the Premier League is like getting close to ten billion. So I think people focus on he did love wild sex. Bob Crane, it was one of the mo- more unsolved murders for a long time. And then recently they found out that the guy that he used to fuck people with, like his fuck cameraman, bludgeoned him with a tripod. And that's how he died. They've solved the murder. Rip, rip, rip crane. Bob Crane died from a lethal crane shot. And maybe finding them. But how could we save Schultz? He's practically quick frozen right now. <laughs> maybe putting the heat on Keel might be the answer. Kinch, get that camera of yours. I love the, like the, my favorite part of these shows is that they're always clean and shit and they have fresh clothes, but like the Nazis do not know that they have this underground bunker. Not for us alone. We keep Schultz here. We could be helping our Russian allies. How? 
I don't understand that. Uh, you can help the Russians. Schultz could very easily slip on the ice, fall, and wipe out an entire Russian division. <laughs> Derail a true train, even. Ooh, fighting with my family. The intro of Florence Pugh to the world. Look at her as Paige. It's so funny that they're showing that shot because Paige has the same shot as an adult, but her face covered in semen with the belt. Yeah, Paige had a rough life. If they would have had a part two of this, it could have been wrestling with myself. Who else is in this? Did this break... Lena Headey, fucking old uh, incest queen from Game of Thrones is Come in this on, shop, shit. Shop in the van. Nick I'm, Frost. Uh, I'm not going to be able to make it to the airport. What are you talking about? Just got some things I need to do. Your sister's going to America. Yeah. Is he playing Ricky Knight? Because Paige has like a whole athletic family. Is Ricky Knight really that fat? I thought Paige's dad was like athletic. I thought he was athletic. It does seem like this is the best WWE movie. It got a lot of uh, like semi award play. I think this was like mentioned at the Oscars. I don't know if it won anything, but I think it was there. I think it had a presence. Good luck with it all. Good luck with the baby. Yeah, yeah. Cheers. Neither have I. I mean, I knew that I know how it ends. She becomes a WWE superstar. She marries Alberto Del Rio. A sex tape gets uncovered. It kind of ruins her wrestling career. She gets grade, whatever the highest grade spinal injury, has to retire from wrestling. But they don't cover that. This is just like the rise. It's just the rise. Got a replay here. Butler couldn't finish it, but a foul is called. See, this is where it throws you off being on the West Coast, because this was usually my insomnia game back in the Midwest. Of like, oh, I can't sleep. They're replaying the 7 p.m. game. But this is just the fucking 10.30 p.m. Got Major League. We can talk about baseball, I guess, during this. The Cubs fucking won today. We had a banger at Wrigley Field, 14 to 8. Cubs were down. This is when you know that the rules are working. The Cubs were down seven to nothing, and I feel like pre-pitch clock they would have been able to just stand there at the mound and fucking tire them out. I feel like there was an aspect to not even time wasting as far as like making the game long of like just annoying people. Like you can't get into a groove when the pitcher's there twirling the ball in his windup for a minute and a half. So I think the pitch clock is helping in that sense. Yeah, dude, the Rays are 11 and 0. Straight some 1984 Detroit Tigers level shit to start the season. I think they started the season like 36 and 5 or something like that. So we'll see if it gets to that high. That's when it's real. Wipe my nose. You put snot on the ball. I put it all over my crack, brother. Like yours. I got to put anything on it I can find. Someday you will too. Pissy boy. Hell yeah, the first instance of cultural appropriation in my life that I can remember. I thought Dennis Haysbert was a Dominican man literally until the fucking, till 24 and those insurance commercials. Blew my mind when I figured out that he was culturally appropriating voodoo and black culture. 
and Latin culture. We got a three-way fucking appropriate here. I cannot hit curveball. Straight ball, I hit it very much. Curveball, that's our friend. I asked Joe Boo to come. Take fear from bats. I offer him cigar. All right, I'm going to take a break. We're at the first first hour gone. Who knows how many more left? I'll be back in a minute. Instead of fooling around with all this, this stuff. This is Keith Pazel. Ah. Jesus. I like him very much. But he no help with curveball. You trying to say Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball? Okay, Harris, let's not start a holy war here. <laughs> Wouldn't leave a rum sitting around out here with this group. <laughs> it's very bad to steal Jobu's rum. It's very bad. CC Pedro. DraftKings, y'all got the most ways to bet on NBA players. I'm hype! Hitting props, that's my dog. Stack up buckets, blocks, and boards on my boy? Or superstar going one-on-one -on -one against another superstar? Oh, it's on. And all these bets are on my man's dedicated page? Now you spoiling me, DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and bet five to win 150 in bonus bets if your team wins on a pregame money line bet. Action so good, why bet anywhere else? That's my move. He used my move. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Picking up the Duralast brakes I ordered online this morning. You're all set? Whoa, that was easy. Why did we choose SafeLight? We're always working on a project. While loading up our SUV, one extra push and crack. So we scheduled at SafeLight.com. We were able to track our technician and knew exactly when he'd arrive. We could keep working. Safe Light came to us. Hi, I'm Kendrick. Replaced our windshield and installed new wipers to protect our new glass. That's service on our time. Safe Light Repair, Safe Light Replace. That's it? Yeah. Progressive's Home Quote Explorer makes it easy to compare home insurance options. Man, I told my wife I'd been here for hours. What do we do now? We live. <laughs> and money with Progressive's Home Quote Explorer. What you do afterwards is up to you. Oh, I was actually just thinking I would take a nap. Pretty tired. Okay. Hi, we're Visible, the wireless company who thinks you should only need you to save. No families, no random roommates, just you. Because with Visible, you get one line with unlimited data for just $25 a month if you switch now. Use code SPRING. Don't miss out. Smoking a quick bowl, and then we're going to get into a bunch of more stuff. I do want to make fun of Taylor Swift more, so don't worry about that.
final cutdown day, right? Afraid so. I don't want to go in there. Yeah, look, uh, whatever happens, you just keep it to yourselves until you get out of clubhouse. You don't want to celebrate in front of guys who just died. Yeah. But what if we're one of the deceased, huh? Come on, Jake. It's only your life. Cleveland Indians jerseys. I would have loved if it would have said Guardians back then. This is your virtue signal of the hour. We're good people. I got news for you, Mr. Brown. You haven't heard the last of me. Oh, I don't have the micro penis drop. That is right. Before I change the battery here. Uh, Larry has to watch city council meetings for her job and there was this guy this fucking most likely Nazi who who charged the Capitol and people are they're making fun of him for charging the Capitol on Facebook and they were like he goes they're discriminating against disabilities in there uh, they're saying I have a small penis and that is a disease called micro penis and they're making fun of micro penis, not a micro penis, micro penis. Like he was talking about a, a like a, like a bacteria, like a phylum of 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 gunk. So we're gonna get the micro penis drop here. Changing the battery in one second. All right, all right, look at. Oh, you better make it real clear to this little lady. I'm not about to take it. Shut up, Dorn. Save all that energy for the field. Alright, now we can get a full-fledged hour, too. Hey, forget about Dorn. You got other things to do. Like what? Like packing for Cleveland. Fucking, he's got that same hair, probably. That is the man who has... Uh, I'm gonna have a male perm for the rest of my life. Ooh, look, he's got a... Is this? Oh, yeah, this is the early 90s, still the era of Harry Bush. I was going to say, you got a naked man in your locker? You a gay man? This was back in the late 80s and 90s when 
you couldn't be gay. They make fun of him for having like an earring and necklaces when this movie starts, but everyone else is dressed so feminine and chic and he's wearing like a cut off leather vest. I mean, yeah, that's douchey. But like you look all so much gayer. Like look at that jacket. It's so much gayer than any earring you could wear in in your left or your right ear. Oh, I loved the manager in this. He looked like everybody's Uncle Jim. Bottom of the night. Game is tied. Classic Cleveland Stadium for this. In the second one, they have to use Comiskey Park for some. Comiskey Park and the Baltimore Stadium, the new Camden Yards, was used. And then I think that those little outer shots, like those, I think this is actually Old County Stadium. I think they filmed it in Milwaukee for this. Let's look that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They shot it in Milwaukee at County Stadium. Obviously, it was cheaper. Jesse Ventura fucking killed that. In Minnesota, Minnesota used to have a tax cut for people to film stuff there. That's why those Mighty Duck movies and Major League were there. I got rid of that. And it really hurt the state in the long run. This is going to be good. And putting all their cards on the table. I was in solitary confinement. It broke me down. He caused his wife to suffer. So while we're in commercial for Major League, let's go over some MLB standings. My Cubbies are flying high here. Winning more games than I, ex than I was expecting. They're 6-4 and four now. They beat up hard on the Seattle Mariners. A lot of high scoring games today. We had 11-2 Yankees over Guardians, 12-8 Orioles. The Orioles, I think, are going to be the sleeper team here. Um, Pirates beating the Astros. The, uh, the Pirates, a little bit of early season optimism here. But if you look at the standings, I mean, these will self-correct. Like, I don't even expect the Cubs to be here in third place. Like, third, fourth place is probably where they're going to hang around. But I think they'll be more under 500 the the more on the underside of 500 than over um yeah the socks are in a little bit of a rut i thought they were going to go on a run too they were hitting well playing good defense but it's looking like they're lacking a little bit of that bullpen the twins are pitching their asses off right now and the guardians are always going to have weirdly the best pitching staff in baseball the Rangers doing some early things. The Angels, This whole division is kind of flip-flopped right now. Expect the Astros to be back on top a little bit. So you can at least take that as some optimism as being a Sox fan. Um, the Astros have the same record as the White Sox, so I would imagine both of those teams will probably catch up at some point. Uh, but the Rays, look at this, 11-0. Wander Franco hitting his ass off. 7-2 over the Red Sox. The Marlins scoring eight runs. 9-3 Blue Jays over the Tigers. Couple 4-2 games. Uh, but at least the Twins-White Sox game was like an exciting extra innings game. 14-9 Cubs. They were down 7-0. Scored, in, I think, 9-1 in inning. Ooh, caught a little bit of a burp. What was the line here? Eight runs in the bottom of the third inning. That was a long-ass inning. 
The pitch clock, this is where the pitch clock helps because this game was just over three hours, which is long, but it's because of this third inning. This was like legit one hour. Like I, I laid down for like 40 minutes. And when I laid down, it was seven to nothing. And when I got back up, it was eight to seven or nine to seven. So what are we gonna have? What language is this? French. They got chili dogs over there? Forget it, I'll order. Let's have a toast. Here's the baseball. And to the start of two great careers. No, nobody did see the Rays coming. And I think the Rays are a little, uh, got a little bit of a chip on their shoulder because no one ever takes them seriously. Like they acknowledge that they have a top tier farm system and can produce players, but no one ever takes them seriously as a team that will actually maintain that talent or like, you know, but they never have a bust year. I think that's how you know that that Andrew Friedman guy who runs the Dodgers now, like that's how good he is at his job. Like he really does set up an organization for success, even when he leaves. And I feel that's where he was better than Theo Epstein. Like Theo Epstein is good at immediately delivering results when he comes into a situation, but he really doesn't like build a farm system or like develop talent. Telephone call for you. Yes. He, Theo Epstein more picks like he knows how to pick key positions in a front office to get instant talent. But as far as like planting guys that are going to be there for the future and like he was bad at signing free agents. Jake Taylor. Uh-huh. How'd you know I was here? This is one of the first instances in film for me of when like stalking worked. Like he just stalks her the whole movie and then ends up with her at the end. Like the boy for the dude he, that he's trying to ruin the relationship. He makes more money. Uh, he's smart. Like the guy is better in every way. Like this is a shitty, probably going to retire catcher. I just like the idea that this happens in real life and he rolls these dice, but like the Cleveland Indians don't go on a 32 game winning streak and see their owner naked in a cutout and win the world series. And like this girl just looks embarrassed because she fucking dropped everything for a catcher that will be cut. She's gonna buy the home bed now. I uh, I gotta get back. Wait a minute, uh, I need your number. I tried calling you at home, but you're not listed. I like. But you're not listed. Jake. Meaning what? I don't know. So I do have something pulled up here. So the Mario Brothers movie happened. Um. Did anyone out there see the Mario Brothers movie? Uh, it's going to be good. Once that I saw it was the actual like Mario Brothers characters. Anyone who went through the year of 1993 and the Mario Brothers movie we had to watch. Uh, you know, I think anything with an, just an actual cartoon character would suffice. But I found this fucking thing right here. So it's set box off. Let's open this up. Sorry, I should have been more prepared. But like we all saw the Mario Brothers trailer. All the right wing people are upset. Uh, that Princess Peach is like badass in it. But I feel like people are looking at this movie wrong. This isn't like a reboot of Mario Brothers. Like I feel like this movie comes from the point of view of 
like a universe where you already like this is princess peach through all of the games like this they're not just doing the plot to the game of mario brothers because everybody's upset like oh why is she not a damsel in distress make my princess a day like there's literally right-wing dorks being like make my princess a damsel in distress again like you don't like to get fucking thigh choked in the bed but look at the good graphics. You know, you don't have to look at... I feel like that helps the Chris Pratt aspect of it. You know, it is his voice, but at least you don't have to look at him. Chris Pratt is one of those guys where, like, he is a terrible person. He throws Anna Ferris under the bus. He's the worst Chris. Any kind of... Anytime he gets, he's always talking about how his new wife saved his life, gave him all non-retarded kids, unlike Anna Ferris. But, you know, he really does good movies. Like, even the shitty ones. Like, the Jurassic Park movies suck, but they're still good. Um, so, yeah, the Super Mario Brothers movie shattered box office expectations uh, and triggered a surge in movie theater stocks as well. Um, so, it grossed $204 million at domestic and $377 million globally over Easter weekend. That was really a hot move for it coming out over Easter weekend. Um, here, I'll share this with you. I'll move that over. Sereno with your Joe Blow. Can we try this again? Trying to play to pray to fucking Lord Jesus up in this bitch. Dude, that's how Chris Pratt would be as a baseball player. I'm trying to fucking pray, guys. Take the field yeah, it made a shitload of money. It's going to clip a billion. There will be a whole franchise. You know what's funny is that, like, this is going to make a billion dollars, and, like, this is no different. They had a fucking Mario Brothers cartoon on in the 90s that looked just like this, just a little less 3D. Like, you know, you can just go back and watch it. They had a Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon. It was great. So AMC went up 3%. Uh, Cinemark shares went up 6%. Like, this movie's affecting the economy. The success of Super Mario Brothers is yet another shining example of the desire by U.S. moviegoers to come to the movie theater. Eh, I don't know. I just think it's a, an example of a movie that I think it was Easter weekend. They were already out with their kids. People are probably still on spring break. It was a mixture of things. This isn't just people being like, I want to go to the movie theaters again. If this, if they put this fucker on Disney plus immediately, they would sit at home and watch it. But this made me think of the original fucking super Mario. This is what we had in the nineties. I was so excited for this movie. Uh, when it first came out, hold on a second. God damn it. This mouse sucks. Where are we? I got a feeling we're not in Brooklyn no more. Luigi! Like, this was a time in the 90s where, like, you immediately knew that anything based on a video game or a comic book was immediately going to be disappointing because they weren't going to go full on with it. The technology wasn't there. The headspace to take something seriously wasn't there. The drive to 
making intellectual properties movies back in the 90s was we got to make this real and gritty so they tried to do that with mario brothers they tried to make it like all gotham city-ish and shit where like they actually are prom plumbers they actually are plumbers they get kidnapped into this like underground fucking las vegasy world dennis hopper is like a coked up leather jacket wearing fucking king koopa who like looks like a pit boss most of the movie like that's the most disappointing part is like all of the Mario characters don't reveal themselves until like later in the movie. They try and like jaws you. They're brothers. They're plumbers. Here, there, it's available now. Now we can look it on here. I apologize, guys. Oh, come on. Why are you doing this to me? You're making me look like shit in front of my friends, YouTube. <laughs> but like, all I'm saying to the kids is be grateful that all you have to bitch about is the Christianity of the actor and not like the sacrilege fucking liberties they're going to take with the, with the movie. Look at this shit. And a Yoshi did rule, though. Yoshi was adorable. That gives anyone who possesses it the power to rule the Like, that's the thing about the movie, too, is they have to work so many of the Mario angles into it. Like, the Princess Peach is literally just a girl that fucking John Leguizamo wants to fuck. And, like, they have to build a scenario where she ends up in a pink dress and then get stolen by Koopas. It's wild. Now, they must rescue the princess. Luigi! Alien species escaping. And make it safely back. Later, alligator. To our world. Are you alright? Before time. This was like good double dragon. Like anyone who shits on double dragon, like. They tried to add that post-apocalypticness to it. Like, they tried to make Mario Brothers post-apocalyptic. Super Mario Brothers. This ain't no game. That'd be great if they showed this beginning, like, as a joke, at the beginning of the, the Chris Pratt one. So, yeah, be grateful you're not getting that. Because you could get that. What else? Oh, I found this. So there's this fucking documentary banging about here. Let me hit play here. Cast this. So there's this, uh, I found this VHS copy of a behind the scenes documentary. For a making of nothing, nothing like a heady Inter a heady breakdown of how you made the fucking 1993 Mario Brothers movie. Here, let's go over to the fucking Chromecast. Okay. Here we go. Sorry it took so long. Those precious seconds feel like hours in my head. 
All right, here we go. Oh no, wrong one. Oh yeah, this ain't no video game. You goddamn right. Here we go. You wanted to see Mario Brothers in theater so bad. Be glad you didn't, though. That's one of those movies where once you see it, you're like, thank God I was, like, wrongfully upset that I missed this. Disney certainly won. It was terrible, right? That's what I'm telling the young kids. Like, be, be lucky that you're just upset that he's a Christian, that you're at least going to get, like, a Mario movie. Um, and we started off doing that, but I very quickly... You never want a British man interpreting fucking Mario Brothers for you. You want a gay dork. I'm sure this Mario Brothers movie was made by a homo dork. Playing. Rightfully so. The boss of Nintendo. Who's very I was play I saw my nephew playing this absurd plumber's Italian game. So I told him the story. I said, Dagos don't plumb. We talked about the kind of the, the dinosaur world and etc. etc. Sixty-five million years ago, when this meteorite hit the Earth, that maybe a small group of dinosaurs weren't wiped out, but they were shifted into a subdimension by some. No, it's just Mario World, bro. You don't have to logically explain, maybe the asteroid hit and some sort of Cooper King buried himself. Doing it, and I said, well, I don't have an answer for that. It would be a whim, it would be a speculation. No, dude, in the 90s, getting your mom to take you to a movie was a big fucking deal. Like, it, it was not this open-shut case. I used to beg for multiple weeks. Can I please go see this movie? You had to get good grades. They would bribe you and shit. And he laughed uproariously and said I was cheeky. Um, but then said, go ahead, you should do it. You didn't get go to movies until you were in high school? You didn't get a B until you were in high school? Ooh, you were a, a rough student early on, huh? Oh, you got all A's. I thought you meant like that was... Oh, yeah, no. B was an A for me. And bouncing. There was a draft initially that Barry Morrow had done. Um, See, this looks like the kind of guy that probably wrote a banging ass script up top, and then they were just like, no, this is 1993, we have to, this has to look like The Running Man. So much like Rain Man, they called it Drain Man uh, in the office, and, uh, and then they uh, threw that out, and they hired um, Jim Genoan and Tom Parker, who had, uh, I'm not sure of all their credits, but they, you know, they went on to write The Flintstones and a whole bunch of like early 90s comedy movies. Richie Rich and stuff like that. And they realized that it was a movie that would be great for six-year-olds. Looking around for directors was a very interesting search, really, because we wanted people with a... Yeah, dude, the fucking... them taking away... or taking it away. I remember one time my uncle promised me, because he took me when I was a baby, I unwittingly went to the first Batman movie. So that counts. And then I remember him taking me to see Batman Returns. So just ingrained in my head, I had it that like, oh, he takes me to see Batman. So when Batman Forever came out, I just assumed he was taking me. And then it got closer and closer to the release of the movie. And I remember calling him up on the phone being like, you're taking me to see Batman Forever, right? And I audibly heard him go, oh. I guess. Like, I made him alter his whole realtor schedule. Back in the 90s when being, being real estate was a fucking real Wall Street. 
Kurt Russell type shit or whatever, Michael Douglas. So he was a high roller and I interrupted his rolling for him to take me to see fucking Batman Forever, which was fun. That was back when they had a 50 piece at McDonald's. Remember a 50 piece nugget? We bought a 50 piece nugget. After seeing that shit, he said the phrase porch monkey on that ride. I remember that glaringly. That was my first instance of hearing the racial slur porch monkey after Batman Forever. A black guy ran in the road and he said it. And we all laughed, I remember saying. That sounded like one of the more fun ones. But it's all bad. You know, the kind of pop cultural arena, and therefore it was it a was very attractive proposition. And I thought, oh, this could be incredible, making a film of a video game, because it's never been done before. Yeah, but you know what you should do? You should actually just make the video game a film, not like, how can we totally fuck this up and maybe people will like it? And this is a sort of addendum. And you should do what you want. I just read the title. I thought, oh, this is fantastic. And then I oh, she felt she thought it was going to be too scary. I just thought my mom was more like, I'm not wasting my money on this horse shit. Almost animated. You're good. Like my mom was the kind of fucking mom to be like, you got the game. Just play the game. Like, all right. I wanted, I wanted to make and I remember I rented this shits from the video store and was like, oh, thank God. The parents would have to explain the story a bit because it might might have been a bit too adult for them not not to make it an adult it's not adult at all he's got to save a princess from a mushroom king or whatever the fuck there's a giant turtle with teeth he steals the princess and the italians got to save her it's like world war ii have a meeting um which ultimately culminated in a meeting in rome i have to be in rome setting something up i think you always need the best friend they're saying in the chat i had a best friend whose mom would let us watch pretty much anything that's always crucial to the friend group i had that as a dad he would let us do anything i made so many of my friends off like anything your parents won't let you do i guarantee you you can do it at my house so like come over and let's chill yeah perhaps uh, the dinosaurs existed in the power jesus christ universe. let's get into some set design in, on their evolutionary path whilst the mammals continued like that's when you know this movie's terrible even the making of is awful and look at dennis hopper's fucking weird hair it's a very big city see like this is where they try and make it all gothamy and colorful like this is not the game if you played a mario game like this you'd be like what the fuck is going on vote koopa political what if he if you were turtle underground in 1993 you would be a mafia boss but i wanted to build it as a set so i could light it and we looked. we had all of the shit left over from the first batman movie so we were like well paint it do what do with what we can for somewhere big enough to build this thing none of the studios in hollywood were big enough and we would go location scouting all over the United States. And Ooh, then let's we see found how they made Koopa. This is, there was very little CGI. This is back when you needed to make dinosaurs. Delegated his That's probably why they, you know, we had enough money for four dinosaurs. So we had the tall one, the short one, and then the Dennis Harper one. Shops uh, around in Los Angeles. What I was exciting time here at the shop you know we had a lot of uh, talented people here doing uh creating basically this guy's all tuned up on adderall look at those eyes look at those pupes 
Goombas, which is a little buddy back here. And there was several of those. I think there was six to eight of them. So each Goomba had an individual puppeteer that uh, worked all the facial expressions on it. They were only supposed to be a small part of the film, and by the time they got shooting, they liked it so much. All right. They gotta, the chat's gotta get to sleep soon. So we'll start TV history. What do we got here? Do some MLB highlights. This is April 9th, April 8th and 9th, this week in TV history. Pop this on here. Oh, fuck. Hang on. I gotcha. Stop casting. Now continue casting. Oh, I could just do it like that. Hang on. Here we go. Question <coughs> would be important because Jeff Brantley would have some trouble in the ninth. Up 7-5, two outs. Todd Hundley. I mean, that's what I do love about baseball. Aside from the filter of the, like, the production, the uniforms look the same. Jose Vizcaino. There's always a lighter on the hill. Without those things on his legs, makes the catch. Vizcaino left six on base on the night, and the Reds would hold on for a 7-6 victory. Hosting the Giants, William Van Landingham. The 2 nothing lead in the fourth, but the bases were full of Astros. Bases full of Astros that are now dead from steroid use. And Javier out with a strained hammy. We bring this up because James Mouton, that would have been a catchable ball by Bonds, but Dave McCarty can't get there. Astros tied at two. Next batter is Orlando Miller. Singles one to center, one run in. Barry's going to come up throwing, but it's a little too late to get Mouton. Miller to second on the throw. He would be stranded there. Astros 4-2. Top seven, same score. Kim Batiste rips one. Brian Hunter on his horse. And you can lead a horse to water, and sometimes you can make him catch the ball. Astros win it 6-2. Mike Hampton, eight innings. Day tradition. Ozzy does a backflip. But Dad's got high, uh, tied hammies. The Suns do the flipping. Tough night for Ozzy. Eighth inning. Cards up 3-2. One out. Looks like a... Oh, oh. Mark Rosalonic, a double play ball. And Ozzy just booted it. Everybody's safe. Two batters later, bases like a county fair, full of expos. Rondo Ooh. White, the dribble. This is like the height of wordplay for ESPN. Rich Eisen and Kenny Main and Dan Patrick were really taken off with the fast-paced wording, so everyone's got their booyahs and their catchphrase building up. Back with the stick and Old Reese Davis was a little nervous. He was an underling here. He's playing curtains like Broadway like how I am on this podcast. Collides with Alou. Now Bruce Fremming rolls everybody safe. Rosalani scores. Tony LaRusa wanted obstruction call. He didn't get it. And the Expos win it by a count of 4-3. Montreal now 5-2 and two and atop the East. And they spoil the night for the third largest crowd in Bush history, 52,841. Mike Lansing is hit in all seven games for the Expos. He's 3-4 of four in this one, 14-27 of 27 on the season. And my math tells me that's better than five. It's a hard-fought 90s 4-3 right there. Innings. For the win, they get a hearty helping of cheese. Jeff Blauser looking on the inside fastball. Yeah, oh, I got that voice. Cheese and all sorts of stinky vegetables to represent that pitch. One nothing Dodgers, top of four. Nomo was cruising. Javi Lopez by a vowel, solve the puzzle or spin. Top of the six now, Chipper Jones grounds one into the hole, but Delano De Shields is into leather, comes up with the ball, gets his man. Nomo holding the one nothing lead. Top of nine, two outs, still one. Nothing. 
pitching coach Dave Wallace talks to Nomo in what language we don't know, but apparently whatever Ooh. he said worked. A little bit, a little spicy right there. And what language? That's his business and whatever God he worships to. I know it's an overweight gentleman. And looked on this. A young Marlins franchise here in 1996. Only three years old at this point. No one taking him seriously. Jim Leland smoking cigarettes in the dugout. And another key element of baseball defense. Try to catch the ball. Gary Sheffield. He doesn't. Steve Finley, Ken Caminiti score. Padres up 4-2. Bottom of sixth. Ricky Henderson walks. He's on first. Finley singles. Jody Reed scores. Tony Gwynn singles. Henderson scores. Caminiti singles. Finley scores. Joiner singles. Gwynn scores. That's what we call a good old-fashioned two-out rally. It's a good old-fashioned menage a baseball. Danny Nagel on the mound. Second batter. Mickey Morandini sends it down the right field line and looks like a triple. Lenny Dykstra would score, fills up 1-0 early. And it was indeed a little bit nippy. Bottom five, 2-0. El Cid facing Carlos Garcia. Lenny stretching out and making the catch. Jim Fergosi described it best with one word. Yeah, that's the word. Still bottom of the fifth. Bad news for the Phils. Fernandez strikes out. Jacob Just Rumpel pulling up some up. links to go over. We're getting deep into history here. Probably going to keep going even when the chat shuts down. I'm going to finish these topics. I'm deleting whatever is on here. They would hold on to win it by a count of six to three. Fernandez gave up just four hits and struck out two before Cubs. Oh, here's my Cubbies. Ball to left center field. Larry Walker gives chase, but he doesn't get it. Ball off the wall. Mark Grace comes around. Dude, this could have been a powerful Colorado Rockies team. Fucking Dante Bichette, Larry Walker, uh, Yvonne, the, the big cat. Yvonne something. I know he had cancer. He came back from cancer. Hitting you. He's batting just a buck. The ballpark itself is a home run because of the fucking air. Now it's six to I one. I mean, it really was a missed opportunity with that front office. Nomo. Or not Nomo. They had a Hideki Matsui. Look at Larry Walker just fucking roid raging all over that cooler. Now threatening with a I hate those cub uniforms, by the way, that they're wearing. The cursive cub. Such a 90s were shitty uniform. Are you kidding me? Don't ever disrespect me like that again, says Service. Takes it yard, his third of the year. Cubs lead 9-6. to six. Baylor perhaps rethinking that move as well. He might bother lefty Andy Pettit any at six strikeouts. And check out Daryl Cousins, short sleeves there. He's a brave man. Todd at one of the fifth, one on. Derek Jeter grounded his short. Jose Offerman, so yeah, new league old problem. Royals made good. four errors on the day. So Chris Haney should be out of the inning, but instead, Paul O'Neill takes advantage. The base hit scores Gerald Williams and Jeter. The Yanks take a 3-1 lead. George Steinbrenner looking through the snow. After the Royals cut it to 4-3, Terry Clark gives up an RBI double to Jim Leyritz. Joe Girardi scores. Jim Leyritz, he had that weird, he was one of the, I love players that had crazy ass, like, unorthodox fucking batting stances. The kind of batting stance that you would buy a video game for, of like, how are they going to do that fucking stance? Like, that's when you knew technology was getting good, when they're like, now we can finally do Satchel Pages wind up in a baseball game, and it looks real. Down the line to the big blue Comiskey Park too. The old new park. The mistake they built immediately. The guy who built Camden Yards in Baltimore, which is like a way ahead of its time, gorgeous ballpark from the 90s. He offered to build 
the White Sox, this like Wrigley Field esque stadium in a neighborhood, and they were just like, "Yeah, no, we're gonna build this round circle that kind of looks like an updated version of an '80s stadium." And then before we do that, we're gonna threaten to move to Tampa Bay. That's how we're gonna do it. They go seven and zero. Really spoiled a decent run there. I feel like that whole drama with the stadium spoiled the vibe of what should have been at least one World Series ring. Them and the Expos, that strike ruined their whole fucking vibe. And then Paul Menhart says, walk this way to Bobby Higginson. John Flaherty scores. Tigers down 7-6 and Lou Pinella had seen enough. Look at my guy Lou. 2008 legend. Against Bob. Lou Pinella's anger willed people to win baseball games. That's a, a, a thing that is gone now. These kids, these pussy kids. Tigers lead at 10-6, ninth grand slam of Big Daddy's career, second in the last year. He's got that young lower voice. I would love to hear videotape of me as a young kid. I would like to know if I had that little hop in his voice. Bernie Williams wasn't on the Yankees yet. In the fourth. Again, he goes three out of five, three RBIs. Next batter, John Valentin. I feel like those late, like those 1998 Yankees were like, all pieces of players that were young on old teams like Paul O'Neill was on those late 80s 90s Reds teams Bernie Williams was probably on the Tigers when they were sick really was it an amalgamation this was an, a time where old fogies won you championships now you got to be all young and spry like that Japanese guy Shohei Gordon just had to find the target, and he does. Flash on. Look at that. The levels are fucking perfectly level now. That makes me want to do four more hours. John Smiley was cruising through four innings. and I do miss the paint hats. The white painter hats from the Reds. The Diamondbacks had those white hats when they first entered baseball. Hundley goes down and gets it. Two-run bomb. Hundley's off to a fast start, and... Smiley wondering why he didn't go heat there. In the second, Jason Isringhausen. The ball gets through him, and Ray Ordonez bails him out. Ordonez off to a fabulous defensive start, as advertised. In the fourth, though, Isringhausen couldn't feel the Barry Larkin. Ray Ordonez, I always confuse him with the guy that beat his wife. I think that was Ray Cordero. One of the REYs. Ray from Star Wars really did clean up the image of people with the name Ray REY. Ray Mysterio, Ray Cordero, all very violent people. Davis trying to spark a rally, bottom of the ninth, into the hole, but Ordonez starts off the 6-4-3. Kid looks like he can play the game just a bit. And the Mets blow out the Reds at Chili Riverfront 12-5. Five and a third scoreless for Nando. Look at Al Leiter in the height of a pill addiction, just fucking hurling, hurling goose eggs. I think he was on pills. One of the Leiter brothers had substance issues. Although this is the 90s. I mean, the syringe was very common in the locker room. Whatever was in it was in it. With it, two more score. Five nothing Florida. Bottom 10. It's now five once got living. Five nothing Florida. That sounds like someone's nickname. We call him Florida. Marlins within three at that makes me feel old. That Padre uniform you're seeing right now has now found its way back into the throwbacks for the current Padres. Means I'm an old man. Look at that old cookie cutter county stadium. Clark Kent, Kent Jack County Stadium or whatever the fuck it was called. Prone to do that. The wild pitch and Mike Blower's just going to keep running all the way around to third. Bobby Cox, I don't think that's a happy face. Next pitch. I think Sammy Sosa just fucking started popping that needle in 96. 
his power was just coming to fruition. For David Justice. Blowers. Can't come up. David Justice, I think he had domestic issues. I think with, didn't he date Halle Berry? I think David Justice was with Halle Berry at this time. He was hot shit. It's a homer. His fourth of the season, next batter, Javi Lopez, master of his domain. His second of the season, Braves up 3-1 on Pedro Estacio, and there was much rejoicing in the Atlanta dugout. Bottom eight, Dodgers still down 3-1, two outs. Mark Wolvers comes in, and the bases are like okay, yeah. Vietnam, full of Dodgers. But Eric Carroll's ground ball to short, and that'll do it. Braves go on to win it 3-1. Seven years ago, MLB star David Justice opened up about accusations of domestic abuse by his ex-wife Halle Berry, categorically refuting them. Wouldn't it be wild if someone was just like, yeah, they hit it nailed on the head, fist on the face, they got it, they got it right. After calling it quits with the R&B singer Christopher Williams, Halle Berry started dating former Braves all-star David Justice. That's how powerful a World Series was back then. Baseball players were getting Halle Berry level fucking snoshe. But I remember at the time they were claiming he fucking gave her the old one-two smack, the old fucking the old uh, Charlton Heston, the old Sean Connery. Clutch spot. Still one nothing Giants. Astros would add a sack fly to tie. Giants met on first and third in the tenth. I love how it says he opens up about it and he's just like, no, ain't shit happened. It was 24 years ago. Just fucking. You know, I'm sure there's a statute of limitations on a sharp elbow to the fucking cheek. On your closer, and that is Rod Beck to close it out in the tenth. Rick Wilkie. That's really when you test the waters of cancellation of when you fucking when David Justice comes clean and he's like, okay, are we good? Twenty-four years, elbow to the face, fine. That corner as well. Snow goes down, looking. Henkin in complete command. Bottom of the second. Robert Perez on first, and Mark Langston. Don't throw it. Charlie O'Brien. So see you later. Gone. Out to left. O'Brien's first two nothing Blue Jays. They were up five nothing in the ninth. Angels and runners in first and third. Garrett Anderson on Henkin comebacker. Take a Henkin look at the standings the as they do them here. One six three double play, preserving the shutout. He See was if I can on, get and so were the Jays. As five they happen, Toronto wins standings. I don't know. That would be so that would be a cool thing to do. Oh yeah, there we go. There we go. Baltimore five and one. Let's see where the Tigers were. Three and four with Bernie Williams. The Ron Gardenhire twins were just I think that was pre-Gardenhire. This was Rob Kelly, Patrick Kelly, David Kelly, whatever his name was. The Rangers, Juan Gonzalezing their way to a six and zero start. I think they had the fucking. Uh, I think they had Conseco too. The Rangers were loaded. What were my Cubbies doing? Five and two Cubs. That June gloom was coming though. This is just that April. That was the fucking, the real heartbreaker about the Cubs is they would fake you out like, oh, I think this is going to be a good year, and then they would lose every game in June, and it would just fucking deflate the ever loving piss out of you. Not fun, but here's what we're going to put on now. This is a show we watched called Profit. And this was like an early attempt at a Breaking Bad kind of Wall Streety, you know, the villain is the good guy type of show. We're going to see on the Wikipedia, people say this is ahead of its time, but this show is great 
because it's about a shithead fucking business guy trying to worm his way through this corporation and just treat people like shit and he narrates it and his name is Jim Profit and it sets up so many situations where they don't do it but a guy would clearly go like god damn it profit oh this is classic here we go Jim Profit no Pete's usually passed out by 9.30. Oopsie, 57 minutes in. Nora, there's something I need to tell you. It's Adrian Pazdar. It's the guy who played the fucking shitty mayor in Heroes. In season one of Heroes. The big, the two-hour premiere was a big deal in the 90s. They didn't just throw two hours of television around for some fucking, for, for any asshole. Get into the nuts and bolts of this before the show truly starts here. set my hotkeys I could just change this what is the main shot three I can just bounce between three and four look at that picture look at that poster like that is just like Wall Street that's the Wall Street poster with that guy instead of Michael Douglas and even the same font and this was Fox was really getting the getting heat because of X-Files. X-Files was on the cover of TV Guide this week in 1996, which was a big fucking deal. So Fox was really trying to fucking be the edgy, we're real network. Jim Profit is a newly promoted junior executive at Grayson and Grayson, a multinational conglomerate that often engages in unethical business practices while actively cultivating the positive public image. G&G's dark side does not bother profit. Nothing bothers profit. Uh, who is not above using blackmail, bribery, extortion, and a little bit of pussy grabbing to get his way. Uh, Jim Profit addresses the audience via voiceover and occasionally breaks the fourth wall, Deadpool style. So yeah, dude. Lasted eight episodes. This is the premiere. Jim Profit. Jim Profit. New junior VP acquisitions. Oh, yeah, right. I saw the memo. Why do you sound like you're out of breath? Exactly the best way to start a new job, is it? <sighs> I jogged up to you lightly. It's Wayne. Yes, he was a nice... He's immediately laying claws. I'm sorry, I'm running a little late. Yes, you're going to see your mother. <laughs> Mondays, Wednesdays, and... Drama was big at this time. Most weekends. MS is a terrible disease. But still, any kind of life is better than the alternative. I'm not sure I know what you mean. You like to go to Zanderman's Deli. I saw you. Get her some chicken noodle soup. Whore. She really looks forward to that, doesn't she? Now, I haven't seen the end, but I feel like there's something going to pay off with this deli. Like he's going to hook her up with some cash. Auditing. 
after we check those long, boring columns of dollars and cents and find that sometimes a few don't balance out. What you took was very modest, which is unusual for an embezzler. Can I smoke the last of my weed and then come back here? I had to run a lot of programs to find your back. About to hit that second hour break. You rounded every third, seventh, and ninth direct reinvestment from dividends down to the nearest hundredth of a penny and skimmed the balance. A few hundred dollars a month to get your mother a better room is hardly a crime. Three, seven, nine. That was the. I love how he's breaking down this so sinisterly and he's clearly drinking like a fucking hot spice cider. Yeah, I'm the only one who knows anything. The gingers, easy on my rough, gruff, illegal practice voice. But I'm gonna have to ask you for one small favor. What? I could really use 20 uninterrupted minutes in your boss's computer. Oh, this is, they involve hacking too. So it's Wall Street, hackers, uh, oh, and like running, oh my God, this is so great. So the computer... It was the era of hacking where the computer you used to hack would actually give you a 3D version of whatever room or computer you wanted to enter. So every time he hacks, it starts with him literally like walking through an office like he's playing Doom or something like that. Acquisitions. Jack Walton's job. Gail, turn on the computer. I need your fingerprints, Gail. Open acquisitions. That fucking picture, that broad is always on the right. Like the people that are like, I feel like that's where they sit in the office. But they, they, it's like how they thought computers like were. Like the data animates what the office looks like, man. I'm literally telling you what is in drawers. Access the discrete files. Open that drawer. Stick your computer hand in there and open that drawer, Gail. Put on the power glove like Nintendo. A little bit of lawnmower man involved in this too. VR fucking uh, cop procedural X-File. Like so much jam. Wall Street VR. Sound like Colin Coward. Wall Street VR. MasterCard. Is really nothing but sugar and water. Now there was a lot of heated correspondence between our president of acquisitions and the CEO of Baby's Finest. Should G&G add real apple juice? The CEO's decision, no. Too expensive. The problem with cutting corners is it always comes back to haunt you. Charles Henry Grayson, Chaz to his friends. He's the, the only son charge of the founder, and he was promoted one man to CEO that four years ago. Prize this morning, G&G started plummeted. Charles lost $8 million. My father called me at 4.30 this morning. Read me the story. Everyone's seen it. We got a problem, and his name is Jim Prophet. So that's why I got my guy, Casey Collections, to come solve it. I want to know who leaked this, and I want to know it now. 
God damn it, it was profit. It's Mary Miller. She's a senior VP who puts in 60-hour weeks. Of course, she was opposed to the baby food takeover. Total bitch. Pete in my Grayson, way. The other senior VP and Chas's younger brother. Of course, he feels he should be CEO. And then there's... Who are you? This is Jim Prophet. I'm the Prophet. He's taking over for Wayne. I feel like every time you would introduce him, they'd be like, seriously, is that his fucking name? Or is that what you guys call him? Is that like his handle? You into CB radios? But I'll tell you something even sadder. Every one of us is going to have to take a lie detector test. Not in my division. Why not? If one of us leaked the story. This is America. We don't take tests. I know it's not my place. But how do we know it was senior staff? Or even someone in this division? Anyone could have done it. I could have done it. I could have, I don't know, found out something about Mr. Walter's secretary, blackmailed her, forced her to get me into the AP files. African-American male. He's right. Anybody could have done it. We have 38,000 employees worldwide. We have want to give every one of them. an hour and 40 minutes of television to figure this out. Let's not be too hasty on the whodunit. Not to me, at least. It's a family. And if we start with Let's try and stretch this out for multiple seasons, guys. All right, he's giving them like a pep talk for the rest of the show. God damn it, Prophet, you know how to drive a tail and money. Be part of this division. Prophet's right. You either trust the people who work for you, or you don't. Prophet's always right, Jameson. Prophet never lies, and it's always right. Right. Find Meltzer. Get her in my office. Now. None of the bubbles have popped yet, so profit and capitalism are fucking super popular right now. Joanne Meltzer. She's the head of West Coast Security for Grayson and Grayson. According to her Keltner personality test, she is fanatical in pursuit of a goal. Her obsessive personality is undoubtedly the... This is Jill Jagged, like all their fucking names describe their personalities. In her spare time, she enjoys helicopter skiing and Tai Chi. And she's a vegetarian. Joanne. I'm gonna put a body on her as this show goes on, and it's gonna be a hot fucking body. I sit in the dark eating turkey legs like a king. Good to see you. Gosh, you look, you look great. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you know, goddamn well he's smelling that hair as he goes in for that hug. Yeah, so I hear. See what we can do about that. Look, I should say something. No, you shouldn't. Let's start with whoever had access to these. Three months too late, but I'm sorry. For what? For having a wife that ran off on you or for taking... Fake-ass Courtney Cox. Oh, yeah. So they. this is 1996. We're in the middle of Friends. So they could not get Courtney Cox. But they wanted a Cox look. So they got her. Could have gotten into the access prohibited files. Well, there's Pete and... This is Diane Dix. The bizarro Cox. You think? Married to her job. Company none. I arrested a nun once. Killed a priest. Why? He dumped her for a choir boy. All right, we're at... 
hour number two. Nobody's perfect, Jack. We're hitting that power hour, that third hour. I'm going to smoke a bowl, and we'll be back. Watch the, watch a little profit while I'm gone. Because I felt it was bad for the company, as did a number of other examples. Mary, you got a minute? I didn't know you had company. Jim, come on in. I don't believe you've met our local inquisitor, Joanne Meltzer. This is Jim Prophet. Nice to meet you. How do you do? You don't look like an inquisitor to me. Uh, Mary, can you prove these the third quarter range of the chem division? Still feeling good, good for the rest of the show. Power. I didn't mean for you to hear that. I was talking positively about myself. I thought my mic was muted. I'm real embarrassed. We'll be right back. Shamelessly and steal all the credit. Oh, I can see you have a lot of work to do. Thank you for your time, Mary. Nice to meet you, Mr. Prophet. Nice to meet you, too. I proved these yesterday. Yeah, I thought you might want to take another look at them. No, you didn't. You thought you'd help me get rid of her. Thanks. I owe you one. Hey, new kid in town. How do you like it? Like everything, except the cafeteria. It's kind of difficult to get anything decent without meat in it. Oh, you're a vegetarian? I'm trying. I know it's the best thing for my health on the planet, but still, sometimes I slip it from I don't suppose you have any idea who leaked the documents? No. What? Well, whoever did it had a conscience. How so? I couldn't stand the idea of selling sugared water to babies. I and mean, I might have done the wrong thing, but I had the right motive. Oh, I think it's simpler than that. Really? Yeah. Someone with a lot of stock got greedy, sold short, leaked the story, made a fast buck. Wow. The dark view of humanity. Professional hazard. That and details. I'm forever noticing useless details about people. Like what? You've had plastic surgery. I have. Mm? Just a little on the top of your right hand. How'd you see that? Actually, I felt it when we shook hands. Good work. What was it, a burn? Tattoo. I had it removed when I went to Wharton. Not a lot of graduate students with tattoos, you know. Well, your secret's safe with me. Thanks. Looks like you've got someone waiting in your office. Nice talking to you. See you later. So quiet, you know, like you're planning something big. You sure were, weren't you? Roberta Monroe Stukowski, age 37. My stepmother, since I was eight. How did you find me? One of the money magazines at the doctor's. They had this picture of you in a little box on the back page. Boy Wonder beats IRS for Grayson and Grayson. Your hair was darker, and you changed your name, but something in those eyes, girl, can't forget. 
off at one hundred dollars. And if you find oh, yeah. the letter, you never did like TV much, did you? Of course, who can blame you after what happened? Or is a jackpot, which you don't like it, turn it off. Come on, Batya. Now, me, I love TV, keeps me company. Of course, that's just a thirty dollar job. Got my eye on this big 59 inch color one. Of course, you know, everything costs money. It's good to see you, Bobby. I don't really see too many people from the old days. Yeah, I bet. You don't mind me changing like this, do you? I mean, I just think of you as family. Speaking of which, wouldn't your daddy be proud if he could see what you made to yourself? Next time I see him, I'll have to be sure and tell him. He's alive? It's hard to believe, isn't it? He's not real clear every day. He sure looks different. Third-degree burns will do that. He's been in pain pretty much around the clock all these years. Worse than if he died, really. Maybe that was the plan, huh, Jimmy? I'd like to see him. I don't think so. He didn't know I found you. Nobody does yet. Don't go thinking you're going to find him behind my back. He's in a new town under a new name. I'm a diabetic. Well, then you shouldn't shoot heroin. $100,000 now. And 50 more every three months or I tell your daddy I found you and he tells the cops what you did and who you really are Jimmy Stokowski turn around Ooh, I said your real fucking name you turn keep around. telling everybody it's that prophet I know the real you prophet's a protestant name that ain't your shit yeah I missed you too I'm gonna take real good care of you ooh I turn a profit and address. Here, let me transition back yeah, and do the are. drop. Welcome hey, back Jimmy. to hour three of This Is Don't Keith Don't make me wait too long. Well, For the money. Or the other. Welcome back. Look at that silhouette. She looks a little new. This is racy. According to company records, his name was Arnold Stokowski. Let's try and see what this did ratings-wise. Like, it doesn't even have, like, a breakdown of... Okay, so here we go. He held a minor amount of stock. We owe him some dividends. His last known address was the Good Samaritan Hospital. Oh, yeah, they moved it. So this is when... So this is... It lasted the entire month of April. And then it looks like they canned... They shit-canned it. And then later on, they aired the 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th episode in 2002. Which might be, no, this was before Heroes. I was going to say maybe the popularity of Heroes. They were like, oh, let's do Adrian Pazdar shows. But no. is one of the few chances we have to socialize and get to know each other on a personal level. So Charles Grayson has a new mistress every year. His only vice, other than wanton cruelty and insatiable greed. I would love to know greed. some ratings. Controversy and cancellation here. Snip, snip. Despite numerous positive reviews... Uh, intense industry buzz profit was canceled after only five of the nine hours produced were actually broadcast by Fox. Low Nielsen ratings were cited as the official cause. 
profit earned one thirty-eighth of one sixty shows. That's wild. There were only one hundred and sixty shows. I mean, now with streaming services, I mean, in the TV league here, we have three hundred and twenty shows. Uh, and suffered from viewer tune-out during the airing of two of the two-hour pilot episode. Two hours was asking a lot back then. There was a lot going on on TV. On a Monday night, people want people got Murphy Brown to watch. They're not going to sit down for a whole new show. You got to give them. That's why this the celebrity lead was big for to maintain eyes. Your problem, Jackie, is that you talk better than you listen. Come on, we got all the bad people. This is when you know it signifies the evil of people when they all talk like this. Yeah. In the 90s and 80s, nothing said wealth like a pickleball court or a tennis court. Only rich motherfuckers. Now poor comedians play tennis. Out here in L.A., it really fucking de-legitimized uh, de de tennis in my eyes. It's like the gentleman's game. Like, poors play tennis. I think we can blame the Williams sisters for that. Uh, so other factors of the demise of the show. Viewers reportedly flooded their local Fox Network affiliates with... Phone calls, landline phone calls. They waited online about Jim Prophet's amoral actions. Some even referring to him as a Satan in a suit. Such opinions were most vociferously expressed by mere, oh, the Bible Belt people. Uh, dude, the religious people really did have a voice back then. I mean, they still got a voice now. Back then, they were just annoying letter writers. Now they're like senators and governors. They're actually changing the world. Uh, some Fox Network affiliates even threatened to preempt profit in their local markets, replacing it with alternative programming. Members of the business community were outraged that profit portrayed them so badly. I mean, other people did that before, but they did it in a cool way. They just, he was just rapey. Where's the cocaine? Guy like that won't listen. Sometimes there's only one way to send. I think that's where it was ahead of its time. Is it was more real and like it wasn't making it seem cool. It was just like, no, these people are pieces of shit. Uh, members of the business community were outraged. Blah blah blah. Uh, Shafali Puri of Fortune said, just in case there's anyone left who isn't convinced corporate America is a den of naked ambition and bald turpitude, it's not true. We all have hair comes the TV show Profit. It was rumored that even Fox Network founder Rupert Murdoch objected to the show's edgy portrayal of corporate America. Although Adrian Pazdar was quoted as saying Profit was Murdoch's favorite TV show. Uh, yeah, because it was a failure. He probably loved that no one liked it. Airings of Profit constantly lost almost all of the lead in audience from the smash hit melodrama Melrose Place. They couldn't keep a Melrose Place audience. Yeah, that was like fun party of five melodrama. David Greenwald. What else did he fucking create this guy? Does he have a further Wikipedia? Did he go on to do other great things? Oh, he did Buffy. He was an executive producer of Buffy. Two things. Co-creator of Supernatural, of, of Grimm. He must have made so much money off Buffy. 
Oh, an angel. He got a little bit of that angel money. Yeah, this guy's living off residuals. Horde. Hey. You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Just not sleeping very well. Hey, what do you know about this new guy, Prophet? No, not much. He's hardworking, smart, good man to have in our division at a time like this. Say, what does your shrink say about this insomnia? He says, don't talk to your ex-lovers about your sleeping habits. Ooh, good shrink. What's he charging? Ooh, wow. Sexy. God damn it, Prophet! I'm ready to ask you to do me another little favor. I need this memo to appear on Charles Grayson's personal stationery. This isn't from Mr. Grayson. Which is why Mr. Walter should never get his hands on it. Jim? Jack. Joanne. That no office way. doesn't look Go nefarious. Ahead, they needed a better job at a nefarious Go office. Ahead. Best time to show it to him is just before he addresses the efficiency conference downtown. He'll be in a hurry. Thank you. Your pussy stinks. Just throwing out random dirty compliments. And these are the latest. That's what I love about like people being so outraged in the letters because like this was network television. How hardcore was it gonna get? Like, yeah, I'm sure they portrayed people weird, but like you know, there's only so much, literally so much that they can do. So like calm down a little bit. I get in the you in the HBO era when there was Bush and nudity and full-on cussing the satellite radio era the the early 2000s could have been jarring but Not profit You know it perfectly but just in case Thank you Sandler city desk Sandy Sid Weinstock GNGPR listen Ready to do some talking. Listen, baby brother. Baby juice deal, but we're looking for someone we can trust. That used to be buddies with Jack Walters, right? We were roommates in college. Right, right. Well, he's got a meeting this evening in the Oak Park. Hey, he should be walking out around 10. Why don't you get down there and catch him before Mike Wallace does? Alright, well, that's a little bit of profit. And I think that's how I'm gonna how I'm gonna wind down the show here. Oh no, we got another viewer. I'm not gonna wind down. We're gonna keep going. Got another. I got an episode of this show called Second Noah. Now this might be a little jarring because we're jumping into the tenth episode of this show. But this was James Marsden, Cyclops from fucking X Men, was in this fucking show. The fucking uh, disturbing behavior zone, James Marsden. I, I love that he's butt naked hacking. You're ready to talk. You gotta be nude and hack. Come on, Jack. I know you. You're dying to get it off your chest. Okay. Fire away. Hell yeah. Game set match. the truth like and then they wonder why there are so many like ukrainian genius level hackers like you made it look like a video game in the 90s if you would have just represented how actually hard it was in the 90s like we'd like you'd be good we uh we went over the latest figures for projection one for chaz 
I'm sorry, Mr. Walters. This is everything I gave you. The truth. They say it can also set you free. Fucking matrix-level marching down the hallway. Look at those, how thick those laptops are. Like car stereos on the desk. On everyone's lips is... Where's Jack? $1.2 million in electronics are sitting on this table right now. Why would you do something like this? We're just getting our lives back together. I'm going to those meetings. I'm resisting every drink that goes by. And what are you doing? You're acting God all damn it, Prophet. I'm recovering. <laughs> I'm just hanging on by a thread here. You're not the only one, you know. What do you think, Elizabeth, that I got up this morning saying to myself, uh, hey, I'd like to get canned today. I'd like to be humiliated in front of my staff. Escorted to the door by security guards? Huh? Now listen to me. I was set up. What do you say, huh? Oh, she knows. She knows about Prophet's fucking underlinging. Thank you. She knows the power of the Prophet. She doesn't want to fucking tell anybody. Late. I don't want to disturb you. I was calling, getting the machine. I need to talk to Jack. Fucking answering machines were all the rage in 1996. This is, I think this is the beginning of when you didn't need a tape, when they were just saving onto the machine. Where does it go? Listen, I'll let you two work this out, and uh, if you have time, I'll be at Dr. Burger's. Oh, you know. Well, doctor patient, huh? Yeah. Well, she nude under that fucking jacket. That's a I'm naked detective coat. No, why would Gail do something like this? What does she stand to gain? Nothing. That's how I know she didn't do it alone. The key is that memo from Chaz. I'll oh, lay no, out she's got a shirt on. Somewhere. Oh no, she's got a shirt on. I'm all disappointed. Always to undelete files, Jack. Oh. I'm gonna check on it. But. Uh, don't you need a search warrant for something like Wait, that? Wait, you're not nude under that coat? Weren't you going to come and do the whole I'm selling watches flash, but instead it's your boobs? I don't thought he'd look at here we go. A smaller pickleball court. Empty seat where Jack... They use this fucking same sport and big. He just needs that one big deal to put him in the spotlight. This game always seemed dangerous. Just like in a small room, you're hitting a... It's like shooting a gun in a metal fucking room. And pew, 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 pew. Yeah. Yeah. I got a source from French Parliament. <clears throat> you know all the European metals producers are government-owned? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. So this source tells me there's a 30% production cut coming in all the EC countries. Cronish Metals is the only Western company positioned to pick up the slack. So grab it. I can't. I mean, it's just too big for me. I'd like to turn the whole thing over to you. I gotta be honest, Pete, I'm choking. Why? I don't know, Prophet. I know your games. I'm still trying to find my parking space. Like, you see how he's always setting up situations where they're, oh, only inevitably can go, God damn you, prophet. With Walter's gone, trying to figure out who's going to take over the division. The presidency of the division. Is this the move that'll put him in? The back of my head is burning, but I'm trying to be cool. I'm not going to notice the pain. You shouldn't touch the walls of a sauna. Now I know that. Well, Nora and I made it to the finals of the AIDS charity tournament. There's a formal dinner after. She has to bow out. She watched that real-world show and fell in love with Pedro, so now I'm donating. Pete, she must wonder sometimes, is that all there is? All there'll ever be? Hi, 
You look... I could see how there wasn't enough enough relationship drama up top to keep a Melrose Place audience. Like, that's kind of the same 90210 crowd. Uh, come on in. Uh, I'll just be a second. Sorry I had to go all the way home to change. The tux was in the locker room. Huh. Well, that was silly. You should have just come here. I mean, what do we have a cabana for? That might not have looked appropriate. I see. And if Pete found out, you wouldn't want to end up like the tennis instructor. Lovers and madmen. Excuse me? Have such seething brains, such shaping fantasies that apprehend more... Very uh, American psycho-ish to be into, like, literature or music, how he would quote the songs. It's one of my favorite plays. Mine too. Was American Psycho out at this time? That might be that might could be a, a reference that was before. I know the book was out. We're gonna go to a restaurant on fucking Sinatra's playing. When I met Pete, every year I keep meaning to go back and finish it. But... <laughs> sure. Yeah. Pete hates the idea. All that money for what, he says. Sit around all day, man. Money for nothing. Kick into a little bit of fucking Kings of Swing. You learn how to deal with life. A little bit of dire straits never hurt anybody. I don't know, maybe he's right. Sometimes I hold it half a sin. To put in words the grief I feel. For words. Never a rockin' vibe to have a party in a wood-paneled room. Very funeralish. I seem that sad. Uh -huh. No. Yes, I do. Please. I'm sorry, you can't come in here without going in for the battery chain. Hey, stupid fat head! Hey, what's going on? Sorry, Dan. Crazy woman thinks the company cheated her out of her inheritance. I better take care of this. It may take a while. Oh, well, no, no, you go ahead. I'll, I'll explain to Chaz. Thank you. I had a wonderful evening. Hey, listen now. Listen, I don't know. I want to talk to you. See? No, ow, slow down. Okay, uh, look. All right, we're I back. to talk. To Jim Froffin and one talk to him, right? I'll handle this with him. Very well, <laughs> You're hurting. Treating her like a pretty woman. <laughs> I told you I'd get in touch with you tomorrow. Well, I got lonely. Bro. I'm so horny. When are you going to learn to trust me? Uh, about never. So. I can throw you Where off this hell building. Are we? It's a surprise. Always oh, got that narrator voice. Great. You're living like this, and I'm in that dump. It's not my place, Bobby. Cheers. What? Paid in full. Well, let's uh, let's go to the end here. 
see if this ends with profit really? murdering a man. You think there might be some connection between Wayne and Stokowski, Phil? Oh, I know there is. Oh, I'm on to you, Prophet. I look forward to working with you, Jack. You think you're slick because you slick back your hair, but you're not. Oh, by the way, I spoke with Chaz about your promotion. We're going to have to put a hold on that for the time being. But you should know, Jim. I got my eye on you. not going to call you by your last name like you're Ricky Henderson like the rest of these sycophants. You're James to me. Joanne. I was wondering if maybe you'd like to come have a drink with me. I don't think so. Have I done something to offend you? No, I just find it hard to look at you sometimes. Why? Ooh. Remind you of someone? Yeah, my father. It's weird, Prophet. You know, I hear she's doing real well at the institution. They're gonna let her out soon. You must have mixed feelings about that after what she did to you. We're coming full circle. He's grilling her about her mother, I think, but like a little more aggressive than he did in the beginning. To forgive. You can't run from your past. These gloves remind you of anything? You can't run from yourself. And you can't run from me. You must have quit, Cox. Wearing those OJ gloves. Mysterious piano song. Well, you can't expect everyone to like you. No, you. And you can't expect everything to work out exactly the way. Nude hacking again. Because life is full of surprises. Sleep upside down like Michael Keaton and Batman. It's around the next corner. But if you do the best you can, and if you give 100%, then you can go to sleep with a clear conscience. What you didn't win today, you can always win tomorrow. And remember... Never lose sight of your goals. Because there are some people who are really worth that extra time and effort. And in the end, I believe if you work hard enough, a thing called love, everyone comes around. Just listen to the rhythm of my heart. Profit, huh? Well, that's a perfect time to end the show. We're going to end on a song here, but I want to cue it up nice and right. Uh, I found a cool a whole trove, 106 music videos from MTV and VH1. All right, here we go. Going to end this song right. A little bit of Champagne Supernova. 
taken us out of the show right with a music video thank you for listening thank you for watching you'll probably see me tomorrow i think i'm gonna do a show tomorrow too after i after i record nerdery see you later guys enjoy the enjoy the song
Now, how can we announce we are off the air when we are off the air? <laughs>